different kind of cop. Nobody made us suck. We just do that all on our own. Everybody pile on into Mackie's Clubhouse. We're talking about another episode this week. I'm Kevin. I'm Larry. And here we are up to episode nine of season three already. Slipknot. I was so relieved when there was no reference or any sort of musical accompaniment of Slipknot uh, during this episode. No, like, gang walking around in masks or something like that. Oh, man. Do I not? You know, listen, I'm sure there's the fans out there that love Slipknot. I don't get it. I 100% agree. There's, like, one or two Slipknot songs that are more, like, kind of ballads, where it's like, all right, I don't hate this, but I don't need to listen to it, (laughs) really. But isn't, like, uh, didn't Slipknot... (laughs) <laughs> didn't they used to puke on each other or something or <laughs> some kind of bodily fluid like i don't know aren't they like a nasty band don't they wear masks and stuff they, they definitely things? wear the masks and do all that stuff i don't know if there's like uh you know scat involved or anything like that yeah something there's <laughs> something yeah. weird like they're guar like yeah yeah kind of i don't know if it's quite to that level i've seen guar way too many times for my liking <laughs> You've seen Guar? Like you went to a like you left your house and went somewhere and watched Guar? Well, there's uh there's this show that they usually have in Chicago like usually around this time of the year, September, uh like um Riot Fest it's called. It's a three day, you know, weekend long thing. And I swear to god, Guar was there like every fucking year. <laughs> so you used to go to it? Yeah. I used to go for a couple years in a row. Okay. Um, so we I didn't go- spend a lot of time near the Guar section. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you could always tell people who did because like they would be walking around with their shirts like uh like looked like they were covered in red kool-aid the whole day yeah because they're spraying fake blood on you now when you go um are you there all weekend or do you go and then come home and then go back and then come home yeah that was the pain in the ass part was coming like going downtown and then coming back oh i never really did find a great way well i I drove sometimes, but one time I drove and my car got busted into and I lost my iPods and was not happy about that. So, like, who, who headlines this a lot of times? Like a big, big band or is it like a big Chicago band? No, it's it's legit. They usually have uh, a couple of different headliners. Like, they'll have, you know, some big headliners every night uh, for three nights. Um, let's see, who are some of the bigger ones? No effects were there one year, which I love, of course. Uh, Offspring, <laughs> um, The Cure. Saw The Cure there. That was yikes. <laughs> you saw like fifties Robert Smith. You didn't see nineteen eighties Robert Smith. <laughs> nope. Oh. He uh, he looks like an old grandma now. Oh, he yeah, but he's still does. rocking that hair. <laughs> he definitely he's, does. Yeah. He's like, uh, he's getting a little heavy. You know who he looks like? Like when you know uh. Is her name Delia, uh, Winona Ryder in um, Beetlejuice? Like, when she's in her 70s, like, that's what Robert Smith looks like right now. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Is that her name Delia? Uh, or is that somebody? So. It don't matter. But anyways, <laughs> so The Cure, No Effects, uh, The Offspring. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I know I've seen a bunch more. Uh, is there, like... But once again, like, is there like a big band that comes in and like blows the doors off and like, Uh, I I know you like the offspring, but I wouldn't say they're like a huge band or anything. It tends to focus more on like the, uh, the punk type of bands. 
Um, oh, I see. Okay, okay. It's not yeah. just a big musical festival. Yeah. I got you. All right. It's definitely more punk and somewhat, you know, like, uh, you know, ska maybe and um, yeah, stuff along like, those lines. They have, like, uh, the Warp Tour. I don't know if that – I'm sure that goes to Chicago, but that comes mm-hmm. around here, and it's always, like, those kinds of bands, I guess. Yeah. But they I definitely have bigger bands. I want to say, like, Nine Inch Nails was there, your favorite. <laughs> um, good Lord. <laughs> I like Ten yeah. Inch Nails. They're better. They're <laughs> one better. It's true. Um, no, you know, listen, we talked about Taylor Swift last week. That's where I'm at in my life right now, so. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You're on a whole other level. <clears throat> but anyways. Pretty no, sure she doesn't spit on anyone or uh, no, 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 no. smear poop on people. At least not in concert. Behind yeah, closed doors, probably, yes. Yes. <laughs> still, I'm cool with it. Like, if she's down, I'm down. Call me, Taylor. All right, so, but <laughs> long story short, uh, Jank, we got good news. No Slipknot at all in this episode. Nope. I was hoping for the Slipknots, though. That would have been good. Do you remember the Slipknots? I don't know if you ever watched Conan back in the day. Uh, not not too much Conan. I don't have anything against Conan. He was just on too late. I, I'm, I yeah. yeah. I used to watch it all the time when I was like, in, like, uh, college. And uh, there's, <laughs> I think it was a like, running bit where he would just be like, oh, we got Slipknot on the show and it turned out it wasn't them it was the slip nuts we're just like a bunch of like vaudeville guys who would come out and had a little song about slipping on nuts <laughs> <laughs> like a like a barbershop quartet type of thing yeah pretty much oh, nice yeah it was pretty good huh, uh, no, every time they did it i liked it the song was catchy i don't remember that at all <laughs> all right so, original so not them game. either it what yeah so they weren't on this episode either oh okay no they were not they were not in this but uh, original air date, uh, May 4th, 2004, directed by Michael Chiklis. Who? Who's that? Um, <laughs> I don't know the name. Kamish. He was the thing. Oh, that guy. He was terrible Fantastic Four movies. <laughs> yeah. I He's think his daughter is an actress in something. She was on a, some cop show. So <laughs> it's that dude. Yeah, Michael Chiklis finally getting a chance to direct. I think this was the first thing he ever directed, maybe. Yeah. Definitely on this show, but um, I think this may have been his directing debut overall. It's, it's you know, he does a good job. This is a good, solid episode. Yeah, there's uh, there's no, nothing to tip off that this was a first-time director. Like, he's, he's, he's good. Yeah. <laughs> he's got hey. the touch. Hey, that's a good job. <laughs> uh, he's talking about, like, uh, on the director's, or the commentary, uh, he's like, yeah, I was kind of nervous, but like I knew you. He was basically him and the other strike team guys were on this commentary track, and they're just, yeah, you know, I knew you guys would be great and stuff. And uh, but he's like, I tried, I wanted to do these like fancy camera moves at certain points, and they're just like, no, no, don't do that, not on this show. <laughs> <laughs> don't down. Not, not on this show, no. Yeah, it's got to be realistic. Um, and so this episode was uh, written by Kurt Sutter. As you can tell, because it ends with musical montage of all the characters doing things. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I didn't even <laughs> put two and two together there. Yep. It was also written by um, Dane Cook. Did you know that? <laughs> I did not know that. Oh, see. Well, <laughs> I wonder why Vic Mackey was just giving everyone the super five. Is he still around? Like, does that guy still do things? Yeah, actually, I saw him on, like, an internet talk show thing like last year 
and uh, so he's still around. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I'm sure he's not dead, but I mean, he he doesn't like. I don't I don't ever see him on Netflix. I don't ever see people like, oh, the new Dane Cook movies coming out. I'm pumped. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely. I don't think he's been in movies for a good while. Um, I think I'm sure. I know he does stand up still, but I wonder if he's just not doing any new stuff or or what. Maybe he's just playing the hits. Isn't there something in the office where somebody's like, who likes Dane Cook? And they're all like, ooh, wasn't it like bring your kids to work day or something? <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, I don't know. But anyways, I'm not bashing Dane Cook. Yeah, he had some good stuff. Did he? What is it? <laughs> I used to like some of his stand-up back in the day. Ah, all right. And then he just kind of started to seem like an asshole. and Everyone kind of turned on him. Yeah, they just <laughs> turned on him quick. Yeah. Get turned. But everybody everybody gets turned on eventually. Like, even Sandler gets turned on. Yeah. He was beloved forever. Jim Carrey, beloved. And now they're all like, fuck you, Jim Carrey. <laughs> fuck you, Ace Ventura. Like, fuck you. That's what, that's what everybody's like now with them guys. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's sad. I mean, Sandler, I get why it happened. Like, his movies dropped in quality to a immense degree well <laughs> now come on let's be realistic dropped in quality like in comparison to like billy madison and happy gilmore which are just yeah. silly ass movies yeah but those were good well okay, the ones he makes now are just like jack and jill like no one can find this amusing <laughs> sometimes i refuse to work and believe sometimes... anyone thinks this is funny uh did you see he's got something new coming on Netflix in October? I think like the first week of October, he's got a new movie coming on. Uh, it's some kind of Halloween. He's he's real water boy in this movie, like with the <laughs> accent and stuff. Hey, hey, oh, how you doing? It's a lot of that kind of stuff. And uh, I can't wait. <laughs> I'm going to watch the fuck out of that. Did you... Uh... Uh, did you watch that, like, stand-up thing he did on Netflix maybe a year ago? Oh, yeah, with the Farley song and stuff in it? Yeah, where he was, like, doing, yeah, he was doing songs and stuff. Yeah, kind of cut between. Yeah, that was actually pretty good. It was very good, I thought. Yeah, I didn't mind that at all. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I love Sandler. I don't know. I don't know why everybody turned on him. I think he's pretty goddamn funny. Yeah. I don't know. I used to Just love his CDs back in the day. Oh, his CDs were the best, man. Yeah. The Ghosts. <laughs> The ghost is <laughs> one of the greatest things ever. I love you better it. not mention that again, you fucking cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Ragu Festival. Yeah, yeah the Ragu Festival. Yeah. Oh, God. Yep. Uh, Booth Willie was a great one. Um, yep. Oh, what are some of the other, like, uh, oh, at a medium oh, pace? Principle? Yeah. Oh, God. Yep. Yeah. We used like to go the buffoon to... when the buffoon would meet with like the, the dean of admissions. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fuck shit. Yeah. Was... I bet you got really hairy balls. <laughs> yes, it's a veritable forest down there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that was Kevin Dillon that, that did a lot of like the the other side, right? Oh yeah. Not I'm not buff- sure if that was him on there, but I know he did that one with the like the hypnotherapist where like, they kept farting. Oh, that one's <laughs> so good. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's there sex and weightlifting where they're trying to figure out. I'm gonna play you a tape. You gotta tell me if this is people working <laughs> out or having sex. I was just gonna say that same bit. I love that. <laughs> yeah. 
And then at the end, he starts like banging that girl. Yeah, uh, it's so fucking. Yeah, his CDs were really fucking so good. good. They were good. They yeah. Did. Fucking. Right, I guess we should probably talk about the Shield at some point. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But Sailor, Sailor's a gem. That's all I'm saying. He's a guy yeah, I agree. National treasure. Yes. All right, so. Vic's wife gets punched in the fucking face. That's how this episode starts off. She's in the hospital. She got punched in the face. Uh, Some druggie came in. He flipped out, got her good. Vic comes in, and uh, he takes her home, and uh, Owen's there. And Owen's, like, Uh, basically uh, moved into the house at this point, Jank. Yeah. (laughs) He's all up in it. Oh, he's a big pussy. He's like, oh, don't do anything about this. Like, you don't want to ID him. You'll get in trouble and stuff. Vic's just like, no, no, I'll take care of this. Yes. It's so <laughs> you weird. You pussy. It's so weird. Like, their relationship is odd to me because I'm not saying Vic is complying with what's going on. Like, but he's not as dicky as I thought he would be. Mm. Like, he is kind of dickish to him. Yep. But like, you know, I guess I guess you're expecting him to go like full, you know, (laughs) beating the shit out of him. Like, yeah, but definitely threatening him with it, at least having that one on one conversation where they're face to face. And it's like, listen here, bud. (laughs) I don't know. That's true. I guess he's got to try to play, you know, kind of nice. The kids are there and stuff. He's he doesn't want to just be this, you know, huge dick in their lives. No, I get that, but it, it, they have been in the same room alone at one point or another. Yeah, although I don't know if that's been happening much since uh, he found out. Yeah. This may be the first time that they've kind of, you know, interacted on any kind of real level since then. So, um, so that's going on, but Jan- Julian and Danny get a call. There's some kind of fighting going on. These kids say, oh, we heard fighting, so they go investigate. Yeah, Dude, I think something was unlocked, and like he always locks it or something. So they're like, okay, yeah, thanks for calling. We'll, we'll check it out. Yeah. And so they go back, and uh, there's a dude hanging in a tree. Yep. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. 4.30 theme song. Ba, 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 ba. Wow. That might yeah. be the quickest one ever. Yeah, it is early. I don't know if it's the quickest one, but I should go back and look. That's something I can It is very quick. <laughs> very lazy. So... <laughs> Let's see. Dutch and Claudette are interviewing this dude's sister, and she says you got to look for the girlfriend named – I can't remember this girlfriend's name. The girlfriend of the guy. Oh, named- yeah. Yeah, it was – basically, Claudette's already on edge about this whole thing because this – it was a black kid they found in the tree, and she's like, oh, God, he's been lynched. Like, this is a problem. This is going to cause all kind of shit. And uh, so when they talk to the sister, she points the finger at this Mexican girl uh, that – he the brother was dating the brother i guess is like a street artist which i guess is really just another word for a guy who goes around and graffitis things <laughs> he's banksy but in america yeah. apparently everyone loves his, his his artwork even though he's doing it illegally i'm assuming yes <laughs> but what he's no, doing he's, a- he's covering up gang signs in the neighborhood with his art he's putting uh, like He's covering up that whatever uh, Los Perfecta or Profetas. Yeah. He's covering up their tags with his art, like making the neighborhood look nice, getting the gang shit out of there. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's helpful. Yeah. I mean, it still kind of looks 
the same, but it's a similar art style anyway. So, meanwhile, like, what else is going on here is, while they're trying to figure out what's going on with this hanging, um, Vic's, like, got Lem and Ronnie in two different scenes, one-on-one, asking them, like, did you steal that money? Yeah, he's like, I know you didn't want to say something in front of the other guys, but if you did, you could tell me, just between us right here. Yeah. Lem's just like, fuck you. <laughs> Go ask Shane. Um... So, <laughs> it is weird that, like, Shane is the one person he won't ask. <laughs> um, all right, wait, hold on, I lost my spot here. <laughs> uh, so, oh, Asaveda's wife shows up, and she's like, well, what's going on with this kid you found hung in the uh, thing? She wants to, like, we're starting to see a little darker side of Asaveda's wife. Yeah. Like, kind of like, oh, we this can. This is a bad look for her in this episode. Yeah, we can spin this into an election. You know <laughs> what I mean? Because yeah, she's yeah, like, she's like, they're gonna have this rally. You better show up, and you know, you don't want a black candidate to just come in and steal all your thunder. I got other problems to worry about right now, like. <laughs> so, because uh, <laughs> she becomes real dicky later on. We'll talk about. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. She's, she starts grilling him, kind of like, hey, what's going on with you lately? Like, why won't you tell me what's going on? And she's like, if you don't tell me, I'm going to find out some other way. And uh, he gets called away on some other business, so she just kind of leaves. Yeah. The other business is there's, like, this dead priest. Yeah. He gets stabbed. Um, Claudette and Dutch are there, and they think the one night. This priest was apparently, like, the council guy for the Las Profetas. Uh, right, that gang, like they're kind of like a religious gang, I guess. <laughs> they're uh, they're very into Jesus, so this was like their uh, their you know their spiritual council guy, and uh, someone killed him and wrote one nine all over his face, so pretty obvious who it was that it was one yes. of the one niners. <laughs> so and now that they know it's gangland, like they're gonna call in the strike team, and yeah. uh, Claudette wants to put the decoy squad on it as well, even though they're you know off undercover. They're deep undercover, Jake. Yeah. Only like killing homeless people or whatever. Lighting them on fire, I think it was. Oof. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I missed all that. Um, I, you know, as cool as you think that would be, that like that would suck. Like, <laughs> oh, I just been laying in an alley for like five and a half days. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. That's not. That's the worst vacation I've ever heard of. Yeah. So. Strike team goes to like the the one nine hangout. Kern ain't there. He's off in Europe or whatever, torn his album or whatever. Yeah. So I wonder why that like was actually like the actor who played Kern not available. Like was he actually touring in real life and they just kind of twisted that into the show or? Well, maybe it's possible. Yeah. Um, but what's the guy's name? Tobar. Tob. Yeah. I think. I think you call him Tobe, I think. Well, so, he, yeah, probably. He says it wasn't him. He didn't have nothing to do with this hit on the priest. Because mm-hmm. they're trying to figure out who stabbed this priest. Um, Let's see. Claudette, um, uh, they're interviewing that the ex-boyfriend, like the leader of the Los Profetos or whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. And then Aceveda comes in, and he's like, he says something in Spanish to him. 
and then he kicks him. Like, not literally kicks him, like, <laughs> kicks him back out. Like that's, yeah. yeah. Not like he was doing last week where he's just kicking people. Yeah, no, no. He actually just releases the guy. He tells Claudette and Dutch to let him go. I don't – what did he say in Spanish? I don't speak Spanish. Ah, uh, I don't either, so I mean, it'll be just a mystery, I guess, for the rest of our lives. Oh, okay. It'll probably eat us away until on our deathbed. We just are like, why? Why couldn't we know what they said on the shield? So – the decoy squad comes in. They're fucking pissed as fuck at Claudette. They all they're mm-hmm. all bitching at each other and shit. It was a pretty good scene there. Yeah, they're still so pissed after you know last week's episode, the whole thing with Trish and Waylon. So they're already on edge about Claudette. And this is just like the last straw. They're just like we we're all set up. Like they pulled us out. This is fucking horse shit. Is this it for them, Jake? Um, I believe they come back one more time this season. That's it. Yeah. Hmm. I think that's. I like, I like this Waylon guy. I could watch a cop show with Waylon. Yeah, that could have been a good spinoff. Yeah. Although yeah. I guess it would just be like <laughs> six episodes of them pretending to be homeless. Like, oh, uh, <laughs> this isn't that interesting after all. Well, I mean, you could just, you know, you could put six nights into like four or five minutes of screen time and get to this. Yeah. Thing. And you got to have that's a trick true. there. <laughs> I bet she wears like a negligee while she lays out in the alley. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what I'm saying, Jack. <laughs> that um, sounds pretty likely. So, oh, just a heads up. Uh, at some point, I might have to bail to go take chicken out of the oven if I hear. Oh, the oven. nice. So uh, I'll let you know. All right. Nice. So, anyways, um, so. so they, oh, I think they get in a fight with Claudette, where basically they're like, well. She, uh, well, Claudette says that she wants Trish and Annie to work the rally um, and try to keep, you know, keep a lid on everything there. And Waylon's like, why would you call us out for this? Like, get us out of undercover for this. And he's like, we're not doing it. So she's like, all right, if you don't want to do it, then you can sit here and file like these old theft, like robbery reports and shit. Yeah. You're, you're stuck at a desk. Fuck you. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's definitely a dick swinging contest going on here. Yep. So, um, Vic and, uh, Waylon, they get together and they decide like, okay, the decoy squad wants out. He wants Vic to help vouch to the assistant captain or whoever it is that. Yeah. The assistant chief, uh, Phillips. Or chief. That's what I mean. Assistant chief. That like, it's not just, oh, I don't like this lady. Like, there's actual problems here. She's, you know, almost getting us killed and all that kind of shit. And Vic's like, all right, I'll, I'll vouch for you. <laughs> well, I like that Shane is immediately just like, oh, I'll be your witness. Yeah. And Vic's just kind of trying to slow play it and play it cool and just like, oh, you know, are you sure you really want out? <laughs> Even though he's like jumping at the chance for this guy to fucking go. Yeah. He's like, all right, if that's what you want, then, uh, then you know, I'll help you. <laughs> So, and he kind of makes a deal that, you know, Trish and Annie will work the rally as long as Vic helps them. Yes. So it's great that he's he's totally playing them at this point. They're yeah. going to do ex- exactly what he wants. <clears throat> um, Julian and Danny tell Vic that they might have a lead on the guy that punched the wife in the face. So he says, oh, can you call me before you bring him in? Uh-oh, Vic's <laughs> going to take care of business. Yeah, uh, so we're like that, like Vic and uh, Julian have really, really just become buddies. <laughs> kind of. Like after how weird it was that first season, like now they're just like, yeah, you know, hey, whatever. 
You need a favor, I'll do a favor for you. Um, so now we're at the rally, and uh, the Profetas show up there, Jank. Uh-oh. Yeah. yeah, and then the guns start going off, and nobody gets shot or anything, but, it, it, you know. It's yeah, chaotic. apparently somebody was lighting off fireworks, and I just thought gunshots were going off. Oh, that was fireworks? Yeah, they said, like, I think Dutch said something like they found, you know, fireworks residue. That's what started the, the shooting, I guess. Oh, see, so. I missed that, too. I, I you know, so busy taking detailed <laughs> notes that I miss little, like, uh, little things. I do like that at the rally, like, you know, Claudette realizes that Trish and A did show up, and she's like, I, I heard, she goes to Bickens, like, I heard you're responsible for getting them here. She's like, she has to thank him and be like, and he's like, you know, at the same time, he's basically masterminding her whole downfall. But yeah, she's thanking him for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, tricky, tricky Vic. So the strike team, they all have a big meeting now, Jank. And Vic's telling them, listen, we got to get back to the basics. We can't be half in, half out kind of shit. We got to make our presence known back on the streets again because we don't know what the fuck's going on out there. And the, but they also find out that like some of their money's been found in the the desert. Uh, I don't. I can't remember the yeah, name. Yeah, the treasury guy came back and uh, they talked to one of the guys who's going with the treasury guy on the way out the door. And uh, that guy says that yo, they found some money in Indio. And they're just like, where the fuck is Indio? But Shane, you can kind of tell like, huh, this kind of rings a little bit of a bell in his head. Well, we will find out why. Yep. Uh, let's see. Oh, okay. So, Walton, or Whalen, not Whalen. Whalen's <laughs> meeting with the assistant chief. Um, Vic comes in. He vouches the story for, you know, Whalen. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's been a problem and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, I, I might have a lead, though. I might have a lead about... The, you know, the guy that stabbed this priest. Yeah, because he went like they've already locked up uh, Tobar and most of the one niners. So now Vic's gone to like the number three guy, this Twizzy guy. And he's just like, hey, you know, like if, if you tell me who who did the stabbing, like, you know, I'll, I'll make sure you make sure you get, you know, boast up here. You'll be number two to uh, Kern. And uh, so this says, oh, all right. And he gives him. McCall in a little bit saying like, hey, you know, it, it was this guy. Uh, he's got the the bloody knife and the bloody shirt like at his house. Yep. And uh, so Vic Vic goes and gets it and comes in and says like, oh, slam dunk. We got this. Got the stabbing done. Now we just gotta worry about who hung that kid. But turns out it was not that guy after all. No. They get that guy in there. Dutch is like interviewing him and he's like, oh yeah, like this morning I was at you know anger management all morning. So. Yeah, and so um, now Aceveda's meeting with the assistant chief, and the assistant chief's pissed because he called it uh, racial prioritizing of the cases. He's like, oh, yeah, you don't care about the black guy. You only care about the Latino guy or whatever. So then you could have the decoy squad work in that case, but no, you've got them fucking sitting at a desk. Yeah. So Claudette takes a big hit there. It's just like, oh, shit. Yep. Everyone's pissed at Claudette. So, after this all goes down, Aceveda's wife comes back. 
And she ain't having it anymore at this point, Jen. And she's like, I want to know what the fuck your problem is. <laughs> she I'm, went. To, she apparently went to his cousin, who I guess was the guy that we saw a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Um, and he wouldn't talk. So now she's just like, whatever your secret is, he's keeping it. So now you better fucking tell me. Like, are you cheating on me? And he's just like, no. Like, I'm not doing that. No, I mean, technically. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. <laughs> um. So he 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 dishes. He he tells her like, here's what happened. Yeah. At long last, he confesses as to why he hasn't been home and why he's been just hiding out at the office. Like, yeah, like I was out there and these guys, you know, assaulted me. They made me get on my knees and she's just like, they made you suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest. We gotta tell everybody, Jane. She's pretty disappointed in it. <laughs> yeah. How <laughs> did you let this happen? You didn't. You, you didn't train. Suck. <laughs> like he's like, how could you? <laughs> and she and he's all like, I wanted to live for you and the kid. And she's kind of like, really? And she's I'm like, I've got it here. Fuck you. Like, you're, you're disgusting. <laughs> she's so mad. She is so mad at him that he that he took a shot in the mouth. Yeah, she's reacting like this is like the fifth time that he's she's caught him with a dick in his mouth, and he just keeps saying they they forced me to do it. I didn't want to. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, it is real. Like wow, man, that is yeah. fucking cold. Like this is like the reason you probably wouldn't tell someone is because you're afraid they would react like this, and then she fucking <laughs> reacts just like this. But then, like, afterwards, you're always like, oh, I knew she'd be cool with it and understand. But no, 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 not this time. No. She's exactly the way you envisioned it going, and it it can't feel good. Nope. <laughs> it's not a TV ending at all. What? Like, oh. Dick. She's such a dick. Did you ever watch the uh, the first episode of uh, Black Mirror? I never watched any Black Mirror. Oh. Her reaction reminds me of um someone's reaction at the end of that episode. I don't want to spoil anything in it, but... It definitely reminds me of that. You love that show? Oh, that's so good. Really? Certain episodes aren't as good, but yeah, overall, just amazing. An amazing it's show. Twilight Zoney? Yeah, very much so. Oh, okay. But kind of more based around like technology and just kind of the future, where things are going. Yeah. I love the Twilight Zone. All right, so. Me too. I, I watch it on Netflix a lot. I think it's still on there. If it's not, it's on Prime. It's on one or the other. Um, so Aceveda tells Claudette he's putting the decoy squad uh back into action or whatever. And she's like, What are you talking about? And he's like, You just do what I tell you, and then Dutch like, What the fuck? You know, like Dutch jumps in. He's pretty awesome. This I love Dutch in this moment. Like, like so many times we see Dutch just kind of be, you know, this, this kind of spineless milksop guy. But every once in a while, like that time with Shane, he'll just he'll stand up and yeah. he's not afraid to fucking get in people's faces. And this is definitely one of those moments where he's just calling Acevedo out on being a dick like he has been for weeks, you know, obviously since what happened. And he's just like, no, don't fucking talk to her like that. You're fucking you're make you're like overloading her by making her do two jobs at the same time. I'm like, this is your fault. But then, in the exact same scene, he becomes a spineless bitch again because Assistant Chief's like, well, what about you? You solved that Cutler case? And he's like, no. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, like, he, gets, he, gets he gets throwing out these right other cases back in, in his, his place. 
it immediately, you know. But he <laughs> well, is, I don't know what he could say there. It's not like he could be like, yes, yes, I have. And here he is. Yeah. <laughs> he knows. So the strike team goes and invades that, uh, you know, the one nine headquarters. And Twizzy's there, and he don't want to talk, so Vic's like, all right, I'm just going to leave you here then. Yep. But here <laughs> comes Tobar. He's out of jail. Him and all his buddies. Yep. I think they're going to want, you know, they're going to want to talk to you about this. Yep. <laughs> the fact that you pointed the finger at them. And uh, so he's just like, oh, oh fuck. Look, you got to take me with you. But Vic's like, oh, can't do that. You haven't done anything. You haven't committed a crime unless you got something you want to confess. <laughs> so good. So, so Twizzy's just like, yeah, all right, fine, I did it. <laughs> take me with you. <laughs> so they get him in there, and it turns out he killed both uh, the kid hanging in the park and the priest. Yeah. Because he just he was trying to start a race for basically. Yeah, basically, I guess I think it goes back to you know in the start of the season when Vic was kind of brokering those deals with uh, Kern and Dieger. Like apparently. The one-niners and the bizlats working things out made this Twizzy guy all pissed off. He's like, we shouldn't be working with them. Fuck them. So he started this whole thing just to kind of, you know, escalate the tensions between the two again. Yeah. It's a bit of a dick move. Yeah. It really is. Um, so Shane's at home. Uh-oh. He's, he's figured out what the fuck happened to the $7,000. Hmm? Mara stole it. What a bitch. Oh, this girl's such trash, <laughs> man. This really is just unforgivable. Like, there's no, like, rationalizing this in a way that makes any fucking sense. Mm-hmm. You can't just be like, you found your boyfriend's fucking money stash, and I'm just going to take some of it. Yeah. It's it's mine now. <laughs> like, fuck you. Wow. I can see her being like, hey, what's up with all that money? Like, you go ask him about it, but... You just take some and give it to your mom? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Even still, like, for her to, like, go, oh, I found a key to a storage locker. I'm going to go look in there. Like, what yeah. the hell is that on you? Right. <laughs> right. God. She's taking all kind of leaps. And they, yeah. Had they been married 20 years and she found out about this key? That, you know, okay, maybe. But they've only been together, like, two, three months. Yeah, that's yeah, literally. Balls. Like you don't know, he could have had that storage locker for fifteen years. He he keeps a motorcycle in there and some fucking you know old pornos. <laughs> yeah, but whatever. <laughs> that's, I like I don't understand why he doesn't just throw her to the curb at this point. Like I understand she's pregnant with his kid, but Christ, man. There's been so many points where you're just like, why are you still here, Shane? Like, what is keeping you here other than the kid? But man, it, this is. This is the icing on the cake. Like, anyone who was ever defending Mara, which I can't imagine there were many, like, you got to turn on her at this point. Like, she yeah. is all kind of fucked up. So, it turns out now, she... Did you, did you uh, remember that Mara took the money? No, I did not. Uh, okay. Did you think it was Shane? Yes. <laughs> yep, I sure did. I thought that's where he got the money for, like, the engagement ring and shit. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, makes sense. But she gave it to her mom, apparently. Because her mom seems yeah. like a fucking another piece of fucking work. Like yeah, it's no wonder why Mara, you know, is so fucked up. Her mom is apparently equally fucked up. Yeah, they're all trash. Just trash. Yeah. Shane yeah. really should get out of the situation. Like, Shane's a piece of work himself, but man, 
You could do better than this situation. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. I hear you. So now we're Vic's at home. Uh, him and the boyfriend get into it a little bit. Apparently that guy's key or car got keyed. He thinks oh, yeah. Vic did it, but it turned out Cassidy did it or something. Dun dun dun. All right, like hand yeah, job, so- hand job, hand job. <laughs> um, so Vic goes to her, to you know, talk to her and tries to calm her down, but you can tell he's secretly proud. Like, hey, oh, good yeah. job. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Acevedo tells Claudette. Dolls too. You yeah. can do it. I can't. <laughs> um, Acevedo tells Claudette that uh, the decoy squad's leaving. They're going to South Central tomorrow. They they're out. She tells him, uh, or he tells her that uh, the strike team they're going back on the streets again, strike teaming it up. And you're just a detective. Yeah, there was a great scene uh, we didn't talk about earlier where Vic goes to Acevedo and he's just like. I picked the wrong guy. I bet on the wrong, you know, scumbag because I'm not plugged in enough. So, like, you either let us back out on the street and let me do my thing, or I'll pull the fucking, you know, the plug on the strike team myself, and we'll just go to some other district. Yeah. We're going to do what the decoy squad did and just pack up and leave. And you guys will really be fucked then. So, yeah, she's she got just, she got bitch slapped. And she's like, why, just one mistake or something like that? And. Oh yeah, like one strike and I'm out. Yeah, and yeah, pretty much. She's uh, she's back to detective duty. Yeah, and that's it. Um, theoretically, at this point, she could still be in line for the captaincy once Asavita leaves, but until then, she's just regular detective. Yep. Yep. Not in charge of shit at this point. Just her. Nope. Nut. <laughs> so Vic meets into motion. He's meeting with that uh, prof. Profetas or whatever, Profetas leader guy. They're in, they're in a church or whatever. He's basically telling them like, hey, that that Twizzy guy, he'll be in county for a couple weeks. After that, you know, <laughs> who knows? But you know, you want to put somebody yeah. in there and get somebody in, settle your hash. And then after that, we're done. That's it. You're done. Yep. Everybody just chills the fuck out. Acevedo goes home. The wife really wants nothing to do with him. He's like, I'm going to change. And she's like, all right, whatever, you fucking cock-sucking bitch. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't say that, but she might. She says it with her she eyes. She won't even look at him. Like She's oh. like, all right. She, she wanted him to come home all this time, but now that he's there and he's going to go back, she's just like, yeah, cool. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, nice. I love these 23 and a half hour days. I love them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you want to get an apartment where you can just suck cock, you know, that's fine. Yes. All the <laughs> just don't live here suck. anymore. Yes. <laughs> um, Danny and Julian arrest at uh, the guy that smashed uh, Corinne in the face. Huh? They, they take him to the hospital. Corinne's there. <laughs> Which is, uh, earlier in the episode, Vic was just like, oh, I'll, I'll make sure he knows that going back isn't an option. And yet here was what happens. He goes back to the same hospital right past Corinne again. Yep. So um, I don't know if that was a success or not, but they did beat the shit out of him a little bit uh, before bringing him in. So that was good. Yeah. Um, well, he flipped out on Julian and Julian, like, you know, it's not like Julian was like, oh, I'm going to get you back for Vic. Like he was defending <laughs> himself and the guy like smashed his face off the ground or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was a weird moment. But in the uh, audio commentary for this episode where they were talking about that scene and uh, Michael Jacobs was just like, oh, yeah, I think it was hard for, you know, Michael Jace to do this scene. He's such a gentle giant. 
I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, not that gentle, man. Yeah, not so much. Yeah. So we also see here uh, Aceveda. He's sitting in his car. He's got a gun. He's got that mugshot, mugshot book opened up to that that dude Juan. So he he mm-hmm. he's scoping or whatever. He he's scouting out. Yeah, he's got he's got Juan under his watchful eye. He's just following his every move. And then we see like the strike team. They're getting ready to raid some Russian drug house, and they 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 kick the doors off. They you know they they take care of business. They're back in business. Mm-hmm. They're they are they're they're you know we're back, baby. Yeah, and Claudette's like at the apparently there's a big ceremony going on where they're cutting down on the tree branch where the kid got hung from. Yeah, because that's their vengeance. Take that tree. Yes, take that, you tree. <laughs> and that, that's the end of the episode. Yeah, that's that it. Is it. Eight out of ten, Jank. I'm going eight out of ten. Mm, solid. solid. E- it's a good, solid effort. Yeah, it moves the story forward in a lot of ways. Um, so it's 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 damn solid. I agree. What are you going? You going eight? Yeah. All right. That sounds perfect. All right. I can't argue with that. All right, Jake, let's award this biatch. All right, let's best quotes it up. All right. You want to go first <laughs> or there's not, I don't know if um, I have one. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I like when uh, when Vic is talking to, I think, Tobar and uh, Tobar's like, you heard us, you heard Kern. And Vic says, Kern's looking caviar off a Czech whore's nipple. He won't oh, be that yeah. hurt. <laughs> You know what? You know what's funny about that quote is I was going to write that down, and I was like, ah, Jank. I guarantee Jank wrote that down. <laughs> if yeah. there's a whore involved, Jank's all over it. Yes, I knew you were going to write that one down. <laughs> uh, what else you got? Um, I think uh, – I guess it was Link, the guy that they thought they were trying to pin the, the murder on. He's uh, He says he couldn't have been the one who stabbed him because – the bloody clothes are like a Yankee rag. And he's like, I wouldn't wear that. I'm from Boston. And uh, Dutch says, I'm not sure I'd use the Red Sox defense in a Dodger town. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good quote. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got uh, early in the episode when like Dutch and Claudette, I think that's who it is. They're talking to the they're talking to the girlfriend of the kid that got mm-hmm. hung, like the Mexican girlfriend or whatever. And they're like, you, you think like, you know, you think your relationship is what got this kid killed? And, then, and she's like, I'm fine, but I'm not killing fine. <laughs> so that was a good. Question. That is good. Yeah. <laughs> had that one as well. Yeah. <laughs> so there's an, there, there's an exchange between Shane and Claudette where uh, when they're, you know, they're trying to figure out after the priest died and all this kind of stuff. Uh, Shane like goes up to Claudette and he's like in this hood if a black kid ends up dead it's probably because the deal went bad and somebody's pissed off and then she's like guilty until proven white huh and then he's like yeah maybe we should get the ACLU to solve it <laughs> fucking Shane he's so racist classic Shane he's such <laughs> oh good times so I like when uh, Claudette's trying to explain to like the one guy that they're interviewing, like lynching is hanging. You ever read a history book? And uh, <laughs> he says, I try not to. Oh, yeah. Especially the way that he says that. I try not to. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Calm down, dude. <laughs> you know, I, I understand. Like, 
reading's not the, the most fun thing in the world, but you know, no you know, way. Um, you got any other quotes? I um, have- I guess I kind of like when Vex just like when they're they're about to go bust up that Russian place, and just like the air just smells sweeter to or just tastes sweeter today. Yeah, because <laughs> they're back on the streets. They're uh, they're you know, they're free again. Um, so I did like that they brought back the landlord thing where there's the one guy, I think it was, uh, Twizzy was just like, you're not on the streets enough to landlord anymore. Yeah. It's like, we're getting the keys to the city back. <laughs> yep. Yep. That was a good line. Uh, I think Danny gives him like, um, she gives him a sheet of like, oh, here's the possible guy that could have hit your wife or whatever. And he's mm-hmm. like, tongue young. I wish I felt like laughing. Yeah. Like, cause he was all stressed out at this point about like, uh, you know, we got to get back to basics and all that kind of stuff. And so he wasn't in a laughy mood, but Tung Young. Was like that. <laughs> yeah. I think because, uh, you know, this guy attacked Corinne, I'm sure that didn't help. Yes. Like if he was attacking somebody else, he could have a good laugh about it. But when it's his ex-wife, fuck you. Uh, that's all I got quotes wise. Yeah. That's pretty much about all I got too. Except for they made you suck. <laughs> Both of them. <laughs> no, no, just the one. The cousin well, and the game. wife. The cousin and the wife are both like, dude, you should have just taken the slug to the brain. They both, Pretty much. They both. They didn't say that, but they said it with their eyes. I yeah, they're that. just like, how could you? Like, yeah. well, it was the only choice if I didn't want to die. You suck still, <laughs> why? I can't believe it. Fuck the D. Yep. Man, that you gotta feel for Asimeda in this. Like nobody understands. No. <laughs> Poor guy. Alright, well let's do the Kristen Bell Award for the best guest star. Oh. Alright, you go first. Alright, I got uh Noel Gugliemi. <laughs> okay. Uh he he was like the leader of the Las Profetas, the guy with like the thorny crown tattoo. Yes, I love plays that like guy. a gangbanger in everything. I've <laughs> seen him in like yeah a hundred things, and he, yeah, I, I don't know any of them, but he's in everything. He's definitely in Training Day. Um, I think he's been in. Let's see, I wrote a couple of notes: Sons of Anarchy, CSI, CSI Miami, both Buffy and Angel, apparently. Like yeah. this guy is just in everything. I think any cop show or anything related to cops, he's played a gangbanger in. Yeah, I, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, I like that dude though. Like when he showed up, I was like, oh yeah, this guy, I like this dude. Yeah, that guy's cool. Yeah, he's good. Um, Who'd you have? I went with the guy who owned the liquor store. He was like the old guy. His real name's Paul yeah. Benjamin. He was in Do the Right Thing. He was in Escape from Alcatraz. He played English in that movie. Oh, um, shit. In Do the Right Thing, he was the guy. Uh, he was one of – there was, like, three guys that were just kind of sitting on the corner, three older dudes. Robin – what's that guy's name from Bebe's Kids? He was one of them. And then there was this dude and the other guy, and they were just kind of, like, ripping on, the, you know, what's going on right now in the city, like, throughout the movie. They were – Yeah. Yeah, he was that guy. So I went with that dude. I like that guy. He's yeah, like, he was great in this. Yeah. It's like, you guys always keep saying the same thing because I was since Watts. Like, yeah. His delivery is very strange, but I like it. Yes, I like his delivery. Yes, I like the way he talks. He talks like that and everything. Yeah. <laughs> like it works him. for him. Yeah. Paul Benjamin. wonder if he's dead. Do you think he's dead? I'm going to say he's probably Oh, he's got to be. I'm going to look him up. Yeah, I'm curious now, but I would Paul say he's got to be 
110% chance. Oh. All right, here we go. Oh, oh man. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> he died last June. Ooh, yeah. he almost made it. So he was 62. He was like 81. That's pretty long. Yeah. Big bucket run. of wind or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So, yeah, that's who I We had a clip to play of his life, but we yes. don't, sadly. All right. Well, uh, what do you have for M- MVP? Uh, <clears throat> I went with Vic. I mean, there's not – everybody's kind of good in this episode. It was kind of hard to pick just one, but, you know, Vic kind of drives this one a little bit. Yeah, he definitely – it was great the way he, you know, used the decoy squad to get himself back out and get freedom again. Yeah. He really just worked that situation to his advantage. He is definitely a manipulator. Yeah. Very good at it. That's one of the best things about him is he'll always just find a way. Even if he's got to lay low for a little bit, he'll find some way to work the situation to his advantage. That's Vic. Come out a winner. Yeah, I like it. All right. What did you go with uh, as far as MVP? Uh, I almost went with Vic, but, you know, you gave me shit last week. For picking Vic 90% of the time. <laughs> so I, I went I with uh, with Dutch um, for that moment where he stands up to fucking Acevedo. Like, oh, yeah. That's fucking impressive. I, I really liked it, just the way yeah. he snapped back and stood up for his partner. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. She references it next episode. Yeah, I, I appreciated that. Or maybe it's this episode. I don't even remember which one it was. Yeah, that's the next one. Okay, yep. yeah. Um, so oh, yeah, I like that. I forgot all about me saying that about Vic. So you could have just went with Vic and I wouldn't even have remembered. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's do the, uh, the Vendrell cup for the biggest fuck up. Uh, I mean, I went with Mara. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's fair. You really don't ever want to steal money from Vic because she's like, even at one point she's like, oh, is it Vic's money? And then it's like, well, even if you thought it was Vic's money, you probably shouldn't put your fingers on it. No. But she did. Yeah. Because she's trying. You don't want any part of this. Wherever that money came from, it's not yours. Don't touch it. She's so trashy. She really is. Like, I thought she was. You know, as you first see her, she's, like, dressed nicely, and you're like, oh, maybe this is a nice real estate lady. Like, all right, she's probably got her shit together. No, she does not. No, she's just trash. She's white trash. She's pregnant and smoking up a storm at all times. (laughs) She's like like Connie with a shower. Yeah. Yeah. It's a mess. That's about right. Yep. Good Lord. All right. Uh, I went with uh, Acevedo's wife for this one. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I hear that's, you. Uh, that's probably not how you want to react when uh, your spouse tells you something like that. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I can't imagine that's going to lead to a good, happy marriage. No, she did lose a couple Larry points this week. <laughs> yeah. But it's just a character, though. She would never understand how much you like sucking dick. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Yeah, she's. She's out. Yeah, I could, I, I, I can get on board with that one then. All right, let's do. Uh, we just got the Dumpy Award for the worst part of the episode left. Uh, I just went with Vic and the new boyfriend bullshit. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, if you're not gonna physically threaten him, I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> it's the, he's just more passive aggressive with him. Yeah, I don't think ever anything really ever comes of that. 
storyline. Like, I don't remember there being like, oh, it ends in a violent confrontation or anything like that. Like, I think he's just kind of, you know, it's just gone. <laughs> All right, bye. I don't know if they barely mentioned it. See you later, Owen. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is where, for this award, this is where I went with Mara and just her whole stealing the money thing. It's just like, there, there really is just no way to explain this in a way that makes any sense. Like, <laughs> why would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> just breaks my brain and just makes her the worst character you can imagine. The other thing, too, though, is like, so she got the key to the storage locker, but then she also had the keys to, like, the fucking chests and stuff. How many keys did she take? Is she Schneider? <laughs> I don't know. It's just weird. <laughs> that would be great if she was. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's do some uh, some casting. Yeah. The Shield was We're going to get some Big Woo. Brother contestants to play Acevedo and Julian this week. Jack, these <laughs> were rough, <laughs> man. These were rough. <laughs> we're doing Acevedo and Julian this week, and I, yeah. I, I struggle with these. <laughs> For the Big Brother ones, it wasn't as hard. Oh, Acevedo wasn't that easy. Um, no. Julian came to me real quick. Really? Yeah. <laughs> is it Marcellus? Yep. Yep. <laughs> it sure is. Uh-huh. He's bald. He's black. He's gay. Yeah. That's got to be Marcellus. Yeah, it's Marcellus. That's who I went with too. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That one just made so much sense. Yeah. Now, what about Acevedo though? That was a lot harder. Yes. Um, who did you have? Oh. I went with Brendan. Only because, you know who I'm talking about, Brendan and Rachel? No one gets yes. between me and my man like that, Rachel. Only because he seems like, Acevedo seems like the kind of asshole that, like, you know, he'd be sitting around with, uh, you know, the girls or whatever and just like, oh, yeah, I'm a police captain. I have 109 arrests. You know, like Brennan used to be like, oh, I'm a scientist. I, I'm going to UCLA for cancer research. And, yeah, you know, he used to always talk himself up. I could see Aceveda doing that, but not really in any other way. I, I couldn't think of anybody for Aceveda, honestly. Yeah, this was a tough one. Who'd you go um, I went with, I got two possibilities. Um, I got Dominic, a.k.a. Mr. Danielle Donato. <laughs> oh, man. All right. <laughs> From uh, BB13. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, all right, maybe. But uh, to me, the one he seemed most like, you know, just you know, looking through the, the old cast photos and everything, was uh, Steve from BB20. Steve. <laughs> that big guy who uh, got kicked out pretty early. Oh, was he like a cop or something? Was that yeah, that guy? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like been an like older a, guy? Yeah. Back hair. He might have been like a, a New York City cop or a detective or something. Yeah. That sounds right. I'm trying to see. So, yeah. All right. Yeah, I can see him. Yeah. Like, he kind of yeah. looked like Austin a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. They got a little bit of the same face kind of going on. Like, yeah, not size. That guy looks way bigger than Austin Peter. He breaks. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like Bane versus Batman. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> we definitely know who would be sucking who in that. Situation. Oh yeah, yeah. He would he would volunteer, I think. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's what I got for him. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on yours. Fuck All right. Yeah, I've never seen. Yeah. Brendan's definitely not a bad choice, though. Yeah, just personality-wise, not looks-wise at all. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I think that's it for this episode. So uh, we'll see you on Wednesday. Until then, bye, motherfuckers. Bye, motherfuckers. Slipping on nuts. We're the slip nuts. Slipping on nuts. Look, he fell down. I slipped on some nuts. Hey, Mo. Your sister's ass really tastes as sweet as Alvarez here says it does. He wants to know what your mama's putting in the cone muffin.